I'm also glad to have this next guest with us. I'm a huge fan of her writing, of her stance. She's probably one of the few women I know who's busier than I am and can actually uh, arm wrestle me with M in, for multitasking. And and I and I think people thought I was a, a, a crazed fan uh, when I yelled at her across O'Hare Airport, but she didn't hear me in Chicago a couple months ago. Sally Cohen joins us, columnist, political commentator for CNN. Her writings appeared in many outlets, Washington Post, New York Times, New York Magazine, More Magazine, RollingStone.com, L.com, USA Today, Time, a far magazine, many other outlets. Uh, more than a pleasure to have her with us. Hey, Sally, good afternoon. Happy Thursday. Hey, 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 how are you? Good. How are you? I remain so sad that I didn't hear you when you uh, called out at me. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, I think it was your whole family. I think it was your your, your wife oh, and your really? offspring. Yes, we were all there. Oh well, I, you know, that or you were talking. That or you were with your kid talking to another distracted. one. <laughs> now I now you know that that now I now I have a little more context. But uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we didn't get to catch up in person. Oh no, no, we'll we'll have to do that sometime. We have to have cocktails in New York or something. I want to tell you before we uh, we start this that seriously, a little birdie told me. Um, you know, as you know, I'm a Fox News contributor. You used to be, and you used to write for FoxNews.com. I've written some pieces, and somebody said to me, "I only hope that you, Leslie, as a liberal and a feminist, get as many hits on our website as Sally Cohn did." Oh my God! Do you know you got like the highest number of hits I think Fox uh, Fox.com ever had or FoxNews.com ever had? Um, I, uh, one or two did really, uh, beat some records. It's true. Yeah. Um, only because, only because I would write things, uh, you know, that were so, you know, I was writing lefty opinions on the Fox News website. So it, it, it kind of was like double dipping. The, uh, the, the right, the conservative viewers would see it and be outraged that it was on the Fox website and the, uh. The liberal viewers would, their liberal readers would see it and be uh, like, "Oh my gosh, even Fox News says this!" And so it would, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of worked pretty well for me there, here and there. Well, but some of the writing is brilliant. So, yeah. Oh God! I, I mean, for, for you to ser- seriously, for you to say that, I'm 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 swinging right now. Okay, oh, just uh, so, so stop, stop. Uh, You're good for my ego. I'll give you that. No, so are you, girl. Let's just sit here and like stroke each other. It's great. Uh, <laughs> you uh, know what? Honestly. There's so much negativity in the world today. That plan sounds great. Let's just do that. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we're going to go negative on a guy, and we're going to go negative on a conservative for a second that we both know. Um, Jeffrey Lord is somebody I debate on Sean Uh-oh. Hannity's radio show. Um, and uh, sometimes Jeffrey leaves pe- people speechless on CNN. Off the air, he's a different guy. He sent me the most hysterical email the other day. I'm actually going to say what it said. It said, Leslie, I should be your third husband with the amount you and I argue with each other on radio. Um and I, I thought it was very funny. But um, he, minute, your third husband, is there something I don't know? No, I'm still the first. I know. I, I told him he's going to wait a while. Um, he, he insisted. Um, well, I thought it was more of a simultaneous thing. But anyway, don't. <laughs> I'm now, he reading, insi- reading too much into it. Just, you were trying to make an articulate point? Go ahead. No, no. no. He insisted classified intelligence briefings, uh, which can reveal the world's most secret information, as we all know. Um, covered topics as mundane as the relative temperature of uh, the sun. Now, this certainly stunned you. Uh, uh, Jeffrey uh, Lord is uh, somebody who uh, is, I guess we could say, a surrogate of Trump, certainly uh, supports Trump. How can you compare intel briefings to observing the sun is hot? Well, you know, it's interesting. I'll give Jeffrey the benefit of the doubt. I'm not sure he meant that literally, but it was sort of, you know, if the sun is hot today and the sun is hot tomorrow, do you really need the intelligence briefing to tell you it's hot the next day? And 
you know, if that were what it's, it, you know, listen, this is one of those great tactics for making it seem like, you know, hey, the uh, briefing about the well-being of the world and the safety of our men and women in the armed forces, not to mention uh, people here at home, uh, you know, the actual security briefing and intelligence reports on that is like, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's, 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 it's like uh, the weather report. Okay, hold on, Sally, because you and I chit-chatted so much, we got to take a break. We're going to come back. That's our shortest segment. We'll be back with Sally Cohen, and she and I are going to talk some uh, intel about these intel briefings in an intelligent manner. Sally can be followed on Twitter at Sally Cohen, S-A-L-L-Y-K-O-H-N. We are back. So is she, Sally Cohen, columnist and political commentator for CNN. Like I said, she's written for many outlets, Washington Post, New York Times, New York Magazine, More Magazine, RollingStone.com. The list goes on. And good uh, to have her with us. Uh, we're talking, uh, Sally, thanks for holding. Welcome back. We're talking okay, about the intel briefings. And, of course, we don't. We would feel, I think everybody would agree, it would be a waste of time if intel briefings are saying, oh, the sun is hot again, the sun is hot again. But, Sally, do you think it's also more of a concern? I know it is for me as a liberal Democrat who has finally gone through Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's five stages after the election, and I'm okay, I'm alive now. <laughs> after my girl lost, I've been waiting for her to be president since 2008, for crying out loud, it ain't going to happen, but, and a woman, oh my God, anyway, don't get me started, but the with, with, with not even Jeffrey, we'll get to that in a minute, but with Trump, Donald Trump has zero, zero foreign policy experience, and from the three debates, I think most people would agree, pretty much zero knowledge about foreign policy. So somebody like him, to me, yeah, but, would you know, require more briefings. He has a good <laughs> gut, and he's a very smart person. So. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. he's very, I think actually the way he phrased it was, I'm like a smart person. What? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. What's interesting, <laughs> of course, is that he said that Mike Pence, his vice president, and uh, his generals will uh, still take the daily briefings, which, of course, doesn't infer uh, or imply that uh, they are not like smart people. Um, he, well, he's already here. He knows. We know he knows more than the generals, Sally. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is this thing is fascinating. He keeps saying that you know he doesn't read things, he doesn't learn things. He's just you know he has a good gut and a good instinct and. Let's be honest, in, uh, you know, business, and certainly if your business has mostly been real estate, you, you, you know, you learn, you figure things out, you get a good instinct, you keep moving forward, he's obviously done that, then more power to you. And there's no question about that your gut can get you kind of far in life. Um, but one would hope that by the time you get to the point of being president, you develop just, just a, a modicum of humility to realize that y- y- you may not know everything. And uh, you want to surround yourself by some people who do, not just your kids who've also coasted through life. Uh, it's The whole thing is a little disconcerting, to say the least. Oh, absolutely. Especially because, you know, if your gut is so good, then, then tell us. When is ISIS planning their next attack, where and how? <laughs> and tell us your plan. He tells us he has a plan, but nobody's heard it. 
That's a huge concern across the board, not just with intelligence and foreign policy uh, regarding the environment and climate change, regarding energy, regarding coal, regarding job creation, regarding job loss. I mean, health care, Obamacare, repeal, replace, what do we replace it with? There is no specific plan for anything. So a lot of people, and they say, well, how will this work out in a Trump presidency, especially here in California, where everybody's saying, oh, my God, what's going to happen to everything we have in place in the state uh, for its citizens? People just say, I have no idea because we don't know what he's going to do. We, we don't have a plan. Yeah, no, I mean, but, you know, who, who needs a plan when you're Donald Trump? Uh, he's just going to wing it, I guess. I mean, he just goes, you know, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? No, and he, re- but the, the thing is that's frightening is he, he did that and won the election to be free to, the leader of the free world, winging it. Right. But I don't think, you know, a campaign is very different than doing the job, right? Um, oh, wait, I forgot. We do get to judge. We're the American people. Um, you know, <laughs> Uh, this whole thing around his business entanglements it, it fascinates me, and it's another one where, you know, I mean, again, I'm kind of listen. I have to be honest. Uh, I'm, I'm dreading the idea of a Trump presidency. I'm certainly dreading the ideas of four years of it. And so I, I, uh, I hope sincerely he keeps winging it and wings his way right into uh, impeachable offenses, several of them, uh, at the rate he's going. So this this thing with his business entanglements is just seems like it's the latest tip of the iceberg. You know, he's, he was supposed to have a press conference today. He said, I'm going to have a press conference. I'm going to announce that, um, uh, you know, I'm going to separate from my businesses. I'm gonna, uh, my two sons, Sarah and Don Jr., they're going to run the business, and, uh, you know, we shall remain separate in that regard. Had to postpone the press conference. Why? Well, perhaps it has something to do with the fact that his sons have been involved in Vetting uh, his cabinet choices have been sitting in on transition meetings. Have I mean, and you kind of can't argue that you're going to separate from the business that your sons are going to independently run if the same sons are involved in helping you shape your presidency. I just and you know this is some seriously scary, corrupt kind of self-dealing stuff and we should all be outraged i for one am I, I, I'm definitely outraged. There's a number of things. And the hypocrisy, God, the hypocrisy of this man and his supporters, even, I, I, you know that they're supporting him in public and behind, you know, closed doors saying things I can't repeat on radio. But he, he seriously, he has not given a press conference in close to 140 uh, plus days. Um, mm-hmm. He is not, like, to your point, uh, discussing specifics with the business involvement, other plans, his children are involved. And he is not taking the daily intelligence briefings. Just those alone. How, how would it have been handled? How would Republicans have responded if Hillary Clinton had won the election and was our president oh, if she did on. these things? Oh, come on, of course. I mean, are you kidding? They, had, they, they were making accusations uh, based on, you know, a quarter of the tenuous accusations to a charitable foundation where it was, you know, the, the issue of you know, quote-unquote self-dealing alleged that Hillary Clinton was that she was raising money to, you know, help poor kids who have AIDS in Africa. Shame on her. This is about Trump using his position as president of the United States and later the free world to increase the value of his own businesses and portfolio. And by the way, this isn't speculative. He bragged about this. He bragged and said he may be the only person who, you know, manages to be president and get richer doing it. You um, sparred with uh, Jeffrey Lord on this, and I had mentioned Jeffrey earlier. And uh, it, it, you, you know, you talked about this hypocrisy. And Jeffrey said, 
and, and wanted to, I would imagine, remind you, little woman, that former CIA director James Wolseley said, some presidents preferred to read their daily briefings, the others preferred to speak with intelligence analysts. I love how you said yes, but they take them, Jeffrey. But I heard right. uh, the former CIA director on NPR earlier today, and actually he said this thing with Russia has been going on with other countries. And now that the United States seems yeah, to be yeah, vic- totally. so he seems to, right, but he said now that the United States seems to be victim of it, this is not something you ignore. This is yeah. this is something that he actually said you um he said you uh you, you pushed the price of oil down and you screwed their economy for a bit to show them you know we don't like that don't do it again. And I was like whoa. And and he and he that's right. And and that's exactly what he said. But if the president elect, which uh, Donald Trump is saying, doesn't even believe in uh, any involvement by the Russian government, any hacking um, into our electoral process or even into the Democratic attempt at having their candidate, our candidate, yeah. Hillary Clinton, as president, that's not going to happen. Well, he's the only one who doesn't believe. I mean, and you have to sort of say, okay, well, I mean, we don't know what he actually believes. He's the only one who says he doesn't believe it. And so you have, you know, the, the, all of our intelligence branches don't come out and agree on things often. Uh, and, again, there's still some debate uh, at least in terms of the FBI, which is one of the more cons- uh, which is one of the more conservative parts of our intelligence apparatus, but there's some debate over what the motives were. But all, all, all of the intelligence agencies agree that Russia, in a state-sponsored act, did deliberately interfere in the election. And you know, this this is if our if our president-elect isn't going to acknowledge that that happened and isn't going to take action in response, you have to wonder if he realizes, of course they did, and perhaps even knew it and, uh, you know, thought it was going to benefit him, so why would he retaliate? Um, and it, he's grateful. Um, this is just, and, you know, I will say at least, you know, good for Lindsey Graham and John McCain that they are investigating. This is one of those things that I would hope, I know it doesn't happen anymore in America, but I would hope you could put partisanship aside and, and the idea that the Russians sought to influence our election and and be uh, pretty horrified and want an inv- a full investigation, a transparent investigation, and some response. Uh, Sally's with us, Sally Cohn, columnist and political commentator for CNN. Uh, Sally, before the break, we were talking about the intel briefings. We were talking about the hypocrisy um, with regard uh, to Donald Trump, and we talked about the former CIA director and you know what he had said. Let, let's talk about the ex-CIA uh, chief, and that would be the former defense secretary and CIA director, Leon Panetta, who yesterday um, said that Trump would be responsible in essence, if we, the United States, are attacked while he skips intel briefings. Because one thing we do know, there are things that happen very quickly, and September 11th is not the only example of that. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, but now, I'm, look, I don't feel, this is, first of all, it's fascinatingly ironic to me that as a professional lefty, I'm the one who's making the case for why the Republican presidential elect should receive his daily intelligence briefings. I, I just, we are, we are in the upside down here, folks. This doesn't make any sense anymore. Uh, I thought they were the party that was supposed to think these things were really, really important and accuse us of being soft on terrorism and national security. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like it is 
hopefully self-evident to thinking people uh, why, if you are the uh, commander-in-chief of the United States and our armed forces, you should, uh, on a daily basis, be up to date with the various uh, uh, events uh, and, and incursions transpiring under your auspices. I, I just, like, there's no, the guy doesn't give a damn. I mean, he really doesn't give a damn. And it, it's, you know, what's interesting then is if he doesn't, if he doesn't care about keeping people safe, if he doesn't seem to care a ton about, uh, you know, the voters and their concerns and some of the promises he's made, right or wrong, you have to think he's in this for his own ego and for his own enrichment. And I think the uh, Wall Street uh, titans who he has stacked his cabinet with suggest that's it. He wants to just turn over America to uh, corporations and, uh, you know, turn America into a kleptocracy. Uh, you know, I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. I agree 100%. Uh, it's interesting that the normal, you know, military-loving war hawks are telling, you know, we whiny liberal pacifist, if you will, chill out, calm down. The other thing is that uh, President-elect Donald Trump has on numerous occasions talked about, you know, like carpet bombing, or we need to put troops on the ground, or we're going to wipe them out, we're going to flatten them. And if, if you have that mindset with the how fluid the situation is, uh, with the terrorism and other actions worldwide. These intelligence briefings obviously are not just about domestic issues and not just about we, the United States, involved uh, in international situations. Uh, you know, we, we would be finding out information like, hey, Putin's planning to uh, annex another peninsula somewhere, or uh, we maybe would find out that, uh, you know, ISIS is uh, moving or Assad is planning this. It, it, to, to me, just how fluid the situation is, okay, there might be some level of redundancy but it's that one second where there isn't that you have got to be 100% focused, knowledgeable, and informed. Well, and again, I think anyone who knows, who understands uh, what's happening in, in foreign policy and, and terror threats, everyone certainly, uh, who frankly even understands it in theory, and everyone I've spoken to who actually understands it in practice, who, who has dealt with these things up close and personal, uh you know, they they understand exactly why it's important to take those briefings every single day to be completely up to speed so that when something happens, you uh, are prepared and you're not wasting precious seconds or precious minutes, uh, you know, trying to figure out, you know, who this and that is. I, that, this seems, again, seems pretty conventionally obvious, but, uh, you know, Lord knows we are not dealing with the conventionally obvious. No, you said he doesn't give a damn, and so there are many people who, who felt, and I was one of them, that he didn't really want the job. He just wants Hale to the chief to play, the narcissist that he is, the ego to be pumped, to win the game, and to continue on in his regular business life, except showing up for the fun stuff, like the parties, like the inauguration, or, you know, when people bow down and kiss his ring. But the real job, could it be, is being done by Mike Pence, being that he's the one meeting for the daily intel briefings, and is this, in a sense, kind of like Dick Cheney, who was running our government, whispering in the puppet George W. Bush's ear? Um, you know, ostensibly, perhaps, except that, you know, he does seem to still be very 
intimately involved with these sorts of details and the, the people he's put into his cabinet. It's interesting. He hasn't, there's been some sort of, you call ideological conservative, no doubt. Um, but it'd be equally, be equally quick to characterize them as corporate conservatives, as, as, uh, you know, not draining the swamp, but gilding the swamp, uh, you know, putting Wall Street in control of Washington. And that's, that's Trump's. Uh, trademark right there. So he does seem to be being involved. I do think it's true he certainly wanted a trophy uh, more than he wanted the kind of test of leadership. And again, I, look, the stuff, that, there are so many things that concern me, to be honest, Leslie, but at the moment, the stuff around um, his own entangled business interests, the fact that he has taken business meetings uh, since winning, that he has used his conversations with uh, foreign heads of state and diplomats to talk about issues that affect his business holdings, uh, and that he has yet to disentangle his business holdings and continues to, they continue to seem deeply entwined and his, his sons and business interests deeply entwined with his presidential preparations, and then has furthered that pattern with others. I think Rex Tillerson, as his Secretary of State, is deeply, deeply concerning. Here's someone who has a personal financial stake through his Exxon stock holdings uh, of uh, billions of dollars in oil deals in Russia that are on hold because of sanctions that our State Department put in place, and now he's going to head that State Department. This is, you know, and listen, there's a reason Exxon stock went up when Trump appointed Tillerson. It wasn't because, you know, it, it, it looks good. It's a, it's a good ego stroke for Exxon, and that's why investors were gobbling up shares of Exxon, they know it's going to be good for Exxon's bottom line. And I have no doubt that's true. What I do doubt is whether it's going to be good for America's bottom line and for the hardworking men and women who, who of this country, period, and especially those who put Trump in office. And I think that's sad. Absolutely. I wish I had more time. We are out of time, Sally, but we will definitely have you on again. Um, and I want people to check out on CNN a great piece that you wrote uh, entitled Trump Cannot Keep Justice Down. It gave me a little bit of hope on this Thursday before the holiday, and I appreciate that. Sally, appreciate you. You know, I love you, girl. Thank you for being with us. Please follow Sally on Twitter at Sally Cohn, S-A-L-L-Y-K-O-H-N. The website is sallycohn.com.